What's up, hockey and sports fans? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Drop a Puck Podcast. The latest news and information around the NHL with your hosts, Justin Starr and Pedro Rodriguez. Welcome to episode number three of the Drop the Puck Podcast. My name is Justin Starr. I am here with Pedro Rodriguez. Pedro. What's up, guys? We finally got our microphones out of the way. Yeah, you want to give a quick uh, little story about that? Well... The backstory was, if you guys heard our first episode, we were up until 7 in the morning. Three of those hours, we were trying to figure out what to do about our two Yeti microphones from Blue. Um, you would think they would get it straight by not giving every microphone the same number and the computer reads it as one. But anyway, I finally sent my other one back, give me a full refund, and I got a new Blue microphone. It's called the Snowball. Props to Snowball. And, uh, you know, it's a nice circle uh, circle microphone. It looks pretty cool. All right. Well, uh, I want to just say that we do have a new little segment coming into today uh, that we will get into later. But let's drop the puck. All right. Our first topic is the game that just happened tonight, Game 4 of the Stanley Cup Finals. The Nashville Predators tied the series. They are now 9-1. and one. On home ice in the playoffs. Pedro, any uh, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I watched the whole 60-minute game. It was it was a great game. To me, the Predators dominated the game. You know, shots were close, 26-24. But, you know, the Predators just had the better hand in the game. Um, even though they did give away about eight or nine A-plus chances... But uh, Pecorine stood his stood on his head, and he stood tall in that net. I just wanted to say that I didn't get to watch any of the game. I was at work, and then I had a adult league basketball game because I'm a loser. Yep, pretty much. Hey, Mark, uh, Mark from BWC, uh, you 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 a little nervous about your uh, Penguins there? Your Penguins now have uh, are going back home, which actually brings us up to. The first of the new segment, Pedro, who is going to win Game Five? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Okay. See, so, uh, so now I'm, I already in my head think the Predators are going to run with this. They have all the momentum. They're going back to Pittsburgh. They played very well in Pittsburgh. I don't think the Penguins really played well in Nashville. I didn't get to see tonight's game, but from you know. What I'm, what I heard and what I saw, it didn't look like they played that well. I know they didn't have Nick Benino. I know Nick Benino went out on the ice, didn't well, go out for the actual game though. Well, uh, game three, game three was all the Preds. I think, I think we can all agree on that. Game three was the Predators, hands down. I did say the Predators dominated game four. I mean, they didn't necessarily dominate, but in the offensive zone, I think they, you know, destroyed the Penguins. But when you're giving up breakaways to Crosby and Kunitz you know you're to me they were a little shaky on defense even though they only let in one goal thanks to Pecorine um but the you know Nashville has to you know work on their defensive play but I think Pittsburgh you know going back home losing two in a row you know going back to PB Paints Arena you know I think it's time for the Penguins to turn it around and I think the Penguins are going to come out 4-2 win for the Penguins. All right, so I have the Predators 
So I think the Predators are going to win Game 5. He thinks the uh, Penguins are going to win. So this new segment is going to be pretty much, we're going to, what we disagree on, we're going to do a little friendly bet. We're going to do a month-long tally, which will be uh, kept up to date on our website, which is in the works. Shout out to TJ Salgado. Um, yay, yay. So we're, that's being worked on by him. That will hopefully be up within the next you know week, week and a half. But we will keep the tallies of the bets on our website, but we will also keep a tally on you know the podcast. So we need the bet. What is the bet, Pedro? You know, I think we should get the viewers engaged in this. Okay, so leave it up so to them. So why don't we, if you don't follow us on Twitter, follow us at, at, the, at Drop the Puck Pod, um, and let us know what you want our bet to be on. I think we should let them decide. All right, so yeah, that's fine. Uh, we'll, I guess we'll put up a, you know, a Twitter poll. We'll do a, like three things, and whichever one has the most votes by the end of the 24 hours, that's what the bet will be. But I have the Predators. You have the Penguins. Let's drop the mitts. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! All right, so back to the game. Like I said, I really didn't get to watch much. Pedro, any more insight on the game? How did Murray look? How did Rene look? You know, Pekka Rene, like I, I've been saying for the past couple of minutes, he, he was amazing. I think he was stellar tonight. Stellar. I mean, he stopped Kunitz on a breakaway. He stopped Crosby on a second breakaway. He's Crosby did score on his first one. Beautiful that, backhand, that was a, by the that way. Was a filthy goal. Yeah, but yeah, Pecorino stood tall. Uh, he had to. I I remember this. I believe it was the second period. Crosby was on his second breakaway. He went forehand backhands. Rene stopped it, and I think it was Jake Getzel who ran into him, put played the puck into the crease, and Roman Yossi, good play, good defense play by Roman Yossi. Um, took the puck out of the crease and but I believe maybe it was it was Rust who was in the in the uh, in the crease. He pushed the puck out. Getzel was driving to the net and uh, diving save by Pecorine, which was unbelievable. And uh, happy birthday, by the way, to Mike Fisher, who turned thirty seven today. Happy birthday, Mike. Who got I'm, an assist. I'm jealous of your life. And uh, Carrie Underwood did not get him a birthday gift. She was hoping she's hoping the Stanley Cup's that birthday gift. Um, but whoa, 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 whoa. is that true? Watch her interview. She she did not get him anything. Did not get him one thing, and she's hoping the Stanley Cup will be that birthday gift. When you're two multi-million-dollar celebrities, and you don't buy your husband a birthday gift, she's too busy at the Pride Games. Okay, get him a gift. She's cheering the guy on. Leave him alone. On. Anyone would cheer on their significant other in a finals of a major sporting event. Just get the guy a gift. Listen, she's she's a busy woman. Oh, Carrie. Carrie, Carrie, Carrie. She's a busy woman. I'm a fan, but oh, just get him a gift. Anyway, Matt Murray. Uh, Matt Murray, I mean, the goals he allowed were not his fault. I mean, the goal, the wraparound goal by uh, Goudreau was almost a great save. He Got it on the line, but it was reviewed and it was called a good goal. Um, the second, the first goal, uh, Mike Sullivan called um, coach's challenge for goalie interference. It was a good call by the refs. It was not goalie interference. There was a little contact, but that was after the puck was in the net. But for Matt Murray, I think he had a pretty good game. Um, as Preds fans like to say, it's all your fault. It's all your fault, as they chant. Love it. And, yeah, I mean, 
But to me, game five, it's got to go to the Penguins. Penguins have the upper hand. And now game five is going to be Friday night? Thursday night. Thursday night. Yep, two week, two days off, Thursday night, 8 Eastern. All right, well, we have our bet in. That's the first bet that we have. Let's uh, move on to the next topic. All right, so the next topic is, um, you know, we have been talking about the Las Vegas Golden Knights, the expansion draft just day by day by day just keeps coming closer, which still can't wait for. There, I've been, I mean, Pedro's seen on my Twitter account. I just have uh, McPhee, George McPhee, searched, and I wait for every new tweet about him because I'm hoping that today's the day that the Las Vegas Golden Knights hit that first domino and the domino effect starts with the offseason and the ball gets rolling. Nothing yet. Nothing. Uh, he did come out and say that they aren't going to trade for Alex Ovechkin. As he said, there's too many number eights on that team. So Alex Ovechkin off off the board. What, what are some possible trades that you uh, see possibly the Vegas Golden Knights pursuing? Well, well there's been talk already with Chicago. Uh, Chicago, With Trevor Van Riemsdyk, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, and Marcus yep. Kruger. Uh, you know, Chicago needs to get some cap, so they'll probably get some draft picks and only draft picks out of Vegas right now, unless whatever the expansion draft brings them, the players could be moved. Um, but you know that with Chicago, um, I could see Vegas going after draft picks. Uh, other than that, as of right now, it's been a little too quiet. It's been very quiet, and it's kind of hard to tell. It's it's hard because the team hasn't even been picked yet. I mean, once I feel like, yes, we'll have those basic trades going on right now, but once that team is formed, I that's when I think it starts to kick off. Once the NHL draft is here, it's all, all hell breaks loose. I really hope Jeff Gordon has been calling McPhee and has been talking up Mark Stahl and Dan Girardi. I really hope that, you know, he's showing how much how, the leadership that they have shown throughout the years with the Rangers and that maybe maybe Mark Stahl in a first-round pick or Dan Girardi in a first-round pick will suffice and they can eat that contract. Well, yeah, they have to make room if they want to go after Kevin Shattenkirk and possibility keeping Brendan Smith as well. Think about it. That That's a solid decor if the Rangers can manage to get those two players. No, absolutely. But uh, with George McPhee... I read an article, you know, the contracts that the Golden Knights should absolutely avoid at all costs in a trade. And number one was Mark Stahl with his $5.7 million per year, Listen, which expires in 2021. Listen, oh, my gosh. Mark Stahl, I think Mark Stahl is a good defenseman. I, I think the Ranger fans don't give him enough credit. He plays hard. He's a hard player. Yes, he's there for turnovers, but... Question then: Would you rather give it to Stall or Girardi? Both. If you had to, option? no. If you had to pick one, which one would you want to get rid of? Dan Girardi. Why? Actually, no. Mark Stall. I changed my mind. Mark Stall. I just thought Why? about the playoffs. I, dude, okay, playoffs, but season-wise, who had the better season? In my opinion, yes. Neither of them. Sorry, uh, you, I'm not. You're not going to get the answers out of me that you want. All right. Who who do you think had the better season? I mean, I'd rather keep Stahl than with Girardi. Yes, Stahl has the bigger contract, but 
Girardi was a turnover machine during the regular season. Yes, yes, playoffs, blah, blah, blah. Yes, I get that. But, again, like you said in the first episode, you know, Elaine Vigneault should have played Bertie Shea and Brendan Smith more um, than Stahl and Holden. But, okay, let me ask you this then. What about Nick Holden? Do you keep him or do you get rid of him? No, you get rid of him. You get rid of him? Simple, yep. For what? You get rid of him. Just draft picks and prospects? Anything. Anything? Get him off Get him off the team. So those three defensemen you're going to get rid of? Yes. What about Klein? You're going to get rid of him too? You are. So you're left with McDonough and Shea. Start fresh? You got Bear Glove. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but hopefully he'll... Jeff Gordon's got it all planned out. I, I have faith in Jeff Gordon, so we'll see how that plans out. Uh, Yager and the Panthers, talking contract? Yeah. Uh, the 45-year-old still looking play some hockey but uh <laughs> Yarmir Yager he is he, a legend he has he's a legend sipped from the fountain of youth he's a legend but and he needs to show me where to go <laughs> but uh I could see him staying with the Panthers but there was some chatter about him maybe maybe him possibly coming back to the Rangers uh, but I don't I wouldn't I would like to see that as like a, maybe like a movie ending since he's like the Rangers uh, regular season goal scorer, the highest to ever score. What does he have? 50, he had 50, 54? 54 goals, I believe, in 2006. 2006, 2007. Uh, but, yeah, I could see him saying with the Panthers. I think that's a good fit for him. You know, with all those young guys, show him some leadership and see An- what goes on. Another move that I actually I saw a rumor on with the Vegas Golden Knights is... Bobby Ryan from the Ottawa Senators, which I think would actually be a pretty good move for the Vegas Golden Knights going forward. Now, is this trade or Yes, it would this... be a trade. It would be a trade. And then I'm sure, if, you know, with the Penguins, Marc-Andre Fleury, if I, was I can Ottawa, see him going. If I was Ottawa, I'd ask for a big return. He played well. He, he, played, he played extremely yes, well in yes, the playoffs. He did. If he performs like that all year round, he's a 30 He's a 30-goal scorer again. No, I, I agree with you. And then um, there was another thing stated that uh, Marc-Andre Fleury's uh, fiance or wife at uh, now was actually in Las Vegas, w- went without him, and was looking at school districts and looking at homes. So I feel like in the back of Fleury's head, he knows that it's definitely a possibility because the he has a... Does he have a no movement clause? He's gonna be the goalie. There's, there's no doubt about it. He's gonna be the goalie moving. He, he's the best well, goalie to, they, available. But what I'm saying is, if he's going to be, yeah. So Mark Andre Fleury has a no movement clause. So that means right now, they have to protect him, and that leaves Matt Murray available for, for the, for the expansion draft. You can't protect two goalies. So now you have Matt Murray open. So you have to move Flurry somehow. So Flurry's either being traded to the Las Vegas Golden Knights or you, you, he, he has to be traded well, somewhere. Well, Pittsburgh could buy him out. Yeah, I guess that can happen too so they can protect Matt Murray. True. But I think the most logical aspect to this whole thing is him being the fir- the starting goaltender for the Vegas Golden Knights. Listen, he's going to be the goaltender of the, go- of the Vegas Golden Knights. It's going to happen. He is. 
he's going to be the starting goaltender next season at T-Mobile Arena. It's it's going to be him. And no I, matter no matter no matter how it happens, it will be number 29. And I actually wanted to uh on probably our next episode or the episode after that, my buddy uh Terrence Mackin, shout out to T-Mac. Uh he he gave me the idea uh that we should both on our own spare times go on to capfriendly.com do the whole draft thing so where we you know draft we 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 do the expansion draft as as if we are you know george mcphee and on the podcast we will share the same player like we'll, we'll share our rosters and we'll go through that so we will do that probably next episode or the episode after that you know once we're closer to the expansion draft and you know everyone gets more excited about it now, so we will do that. Now I know this isn't one of the topics you actually wrote down. I just thought about it right now. All right, so hold on, hold on. So let's let's move on to the next topic. Pedro, right. as you were saying. Well, since we're on CapFriendly.com, which is I think is a good website, um, I'm gonna put you on the hot seat. There's okay. a list here of unrestricted free agents. I want you to tell me for the top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, let like top eight. Okay. I want you to predict where they're going to go. <laughs> God. Are you ready? Uh, okay. All right. Joe Thornton. New York Rangers. Patrick Marlowe. San Jose Sharks. You think he stays? Yes. Really? Yep. Ryan Miller. Ryan Miller. Hmm. I believe <laughs> maybe retirement? No. Come uh, on. No. Uh, Ryan Miller probably... Maybe the. I don't know. Would he go back to Buffalo? Would he? I, 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 I don't know. I think he stays in Vancouver. I can see him staying in Vancouver as well. All right. Patrick Sharp Patrick of the Sharp Dallas Stars. Depends on how much money he gets. Is he going to get his $5 million again? Now, can you see him going back to Chicago? Can you see Chicago trading Kruger and, and uh, Trevor Van Dream to Patrick Cassidy? Sharp? Yep. <laughs> I mean, that would be brilliant. But uh, I, I don't know where Patrick Sharp is going. Somewhere West Coast. All right, I'll give you two more. Alexander Radulov. He's going to stay with the Montreal Canadiens. Does he get as much as he Does he get, get that more. five and a half? He's going to get more. Think he's going to go up to six? Yes. Don't you think this is a little bizarre? No. Now, six per year. So if he signs a three-year contract, that's going to be an $18 million contract? Yep. This one's going to be interesting. Jerome Ginla. Retirement. Really? Yes. You think he retires? Yep. He's not making. He's not making nearly what he's going to get. I mean, he's not going to get what he got. So I mean, he's what is he going to be forty now? Okay, he could go down as his plus minus this year was minus thirty. Now, do you think he's a Hall of Famer? Yes. Do you think he would take a discount to a contending team to win well, a I mean, Stanley he, Cup? He's pretty much been riding that coattail for the past four or five years. So you're telling me Colorado was a team. Well, no, Colorado was different. Colorado was different. Okay, but what I about mean, LA? They weren't even. Come on, they're a good team. They have they make the playoffs. They, okay, so the playoffs. A good team. We're talking about playoffs. <laughs> no, I. The Kings no. are a good team, though. They're better than the Avalanche. That's any team's better than the Avalanche. But the Kings listen have the pieces to make the playoffs. You got the Kings who are in turmoil right now. Who can't? First of all, who don't even have a coach. True. Okay, they're. Dustin Brown is, to me, is a 90% goner. Okay, I can agree with that. To me, Marion Gabrick is going to get traded. If someone's willing to take 
Right, if someone's willing to Mr. take his glass cap. on. Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. Who do you who are you left with? Kopitar and Dowdy. But those are and two, Jonathan Quick. But those are three players that you can build around. Correct. Those aren't but like I, those aren't three three mediocre players. Those me, are three phenomenal to me, hockey players. To me, LA is not a playoff team next season. Alright, you know what? Let's make another bet. I think LA is a uh, playoff team. LA will not be a playoff team next season. Put it down. Mm, let's get ready to rumble. Alright, so there's number there's bet number two. That bet wasn't even supposed to be to happen. And you know, I think LA is a playoff team next season. Just they have the they have the tools, they now, will rebuild. Where do they finish? They finish anywhere from fifth in the conference to sixth in the conference. No. Oh. There you go, Cotton. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Why? Listen, to me, LA finishes... They're not a top four. No. To me, LA finishes in ninth or below. They're not making the playoffs. No. They, they, they will. Okay. Whatever. All right. On to the next topic. The Ilya Kovalchuk saga continues. Well, I'm assuming there are reports out there that Columbus is interested in bringing in Kovalchuk... As Kovalchuk stated, he wants to stay in the metropolitan area, either New York with the Rangers, the Islanders, New Jersey with the Devils, or possibly Florida with the Panthers. But what do you know, think about Montreal? Do you think do you think Montreal goes after him? Match him up with Galchenyuk. You know that's Galchenyuk. Uh, Galchenyuk honestly might get traded. That would be if Galchenyuk, that would be Galchenyuk. a very poor decision on Montreal's part. Well. Galchenyuk, you know, he didn't perform well in the playoffs, and well, cap, cap, expansion draft. You know, a lot of things are moving. When you hear Alex Ovechkin could possibly get traded, anyone in the league is available. To me, there's always a possibility. So what about Toronto, I don't think Toronto will be interested in him. Toronto, they're Toronto's still, young. Still trying to Toronto's go the developing. Young, the, uh, the young movement. I don't think Toronto has any interest in Ilya Kovalchuk. Uh, back to Montreal, I don't think Montreal does either. Uh, you know, you just signed Radulov to a one-year, $5.5 million contract to try him out. Kovalchuk's asking for more than that. Kovalchuk's asking for a two- to three-year deal worth $6 million he's average. He's not going to get that. So I don't think Montreal is going to go near that. I think Montreal is going to be another team that's going to try and develop their youngsters. Which they rightfully should. Right. You know, Steve Ott, who retired. Uh, Dwight King, who I don't... But so, on Kovalchuk, yep. he still has to get the you know the approvals from every single team to come back into the league. Right. Now, where do you see him? Do you see him coming back, or do you see him you know staying with Ska St. Petersburg? Like has been, and it's also been rumored. You know, you you had pretty much their chairman saying we are talking contract. He wants to stay now. So where where the hell is Kovalchuk going? Where will he be at the start of the 2017-2018 season? I can argue for both sides, but I'm leaning towards uh, this is this is hard. I, this is really hard. I, I'm gonna pick him coming back. I think Kovalchuk comes back. You um, think somehow they work it out to you know sign and trade with the Devils? He's going somewhere. Yeah, I I can see it. Um, I can I 
like you you want you're you're wanting him to be a ranger. I do want him to be you, a ranger. You're like dying for him but to be a ranger. But that's besides the point. But I think he would be tremendous on the power play. For example, if and easily one of our best forwards. If the Rangers were gonna go after Ilya Kovalchuk with a rivalry team in the same division across the Hudson River, you're giving more to New Jersey than you would than New Jersey would get from, let's say, I don't know, let's pick a random team, Florida. New Jersey would ask for more from the Rangers than they would from Florida. From Florida, no doubt. And no, honestly, that would. makes yeah, the, that course. makes the Rangers an attractive trade partner with the players that they have. I could see it happening. You know, that would want rate that would make ratio try and convince Kovalchuk to come back. New Jersey, I don't think New, Jer- New Jersey's not going to get him. He's he's leaving. He's not yeah, going to go back think, to New Jersey. I don't think he wants to be a devil. Um, and I don't think the fans want him I, to be. I mean, unless Nolan Patrick, unless he decides to play with Nolan Patrick if he gets drafted first overall. Um, but I don't even think that's even attractive enough. If it was a Connor McDavid type player, no doubt would he come back and, and try there. But, no, I, I, you know, I, 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 I also don't think the devil fans want him back. I think, you know, it's it's just a sour, like a sour, it was like a sour breakup. It was. Where I don't think they even want him to come back. So a sign and trade is probably the best idea for them. You know, they get they get something out of it. But if Kovalchuk is stubborn and, you know, he, he he's demanding one of these two spots or three spots, the devils don't have to apply, like, they don't have to agree to it. So that, that forces Kovalchuk back into the KHL for another year in which he can return next season as a unrestricted free agent. So with that being said, unfortunately, I don't think he's coming back to the NHL this season. So there's another bet. Mm, let's get ready to rumble! All right, so now we have three bets. That's that's it for the show. Unless unless something else happens where we both disagree, that's going to be the last one for this show. I just don't think it's going to happen unless, you know, the Rangers give up Lindbergh a pick and a prospect. More. No, I, I, more. They're not going to offer more because... They're not going to offer more, but New Jersey's going to want more. Okay, so then that's, unless, where, that's, when, that's when New um, Jersey... Unless you're sending your number one centerman, Derek Stepan, to New Jersey. It's not happening. So... That's where, you know, then then Kovalchuk doesn't come back. That's that's as simple as that. If the Devils don't like the deal that they're going to get, the Rangers aren't going to pay that, and neither are any of the other teams. They have to realize that Kovalchuk is 35 years old, and he hasn't played in the NHL in how many years? Yes, he's still going to be a good player. Yes, he's still going to be, I think, a 20 to 30 goal scorer on the season, but... They're not going to get what they want, so in that case, he has to stay in the KHL until next season. I can see where you're coming from, and the thing that, the one thing that lead that led me towards your side for first, was the Olympics. They don't know if NHL players are going to participate in the Olympics. It's most likely not, and we all know how NHL the stars of the NHL feel about that. You know, we heard Lundqvist's voices, his opinion. We heard. S- Jonathan Tay's voice's opinion. It's important to those guys, and we'll see if Kovalchuk has the heart, you know, because he wants to play with his hometown team of, you know, in Russia. You know, we'll see. But that hunger, you know, that hunger that he might have to win a Stanley Cup, you know, he wants that. 
So maybe he'll, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. All right. So we'll we'll wait until we'll wait to see what happens with you know Ilya Kovalchuk situation. The the sweepstakes, as we know, are still on. No one has signed him. He's still a free agent. Whether he stays in Russia, whether he comes back to the NHL, let's all just wait and see. On to the next topic. Matt Duchesne. Bob McKenzie came out and tweeted that he would put some money down, basically, that Matt Duchesne is the most likely most like, most likely play, uh, player traded this offseason. And I kind of agree with him. Matt Duchesne was major talks around trade deadline. There was major talks with, you know, the Avalanche and the Islanders. Nothing panned out. He ended up staying. I think it's time for both both parties to, you know, just go their separate ways, fresh start. Duchesne, I think he's a great player. He's, you know, 26 years old. He only had 18 goals this year, 23 assists, a minus 34 on the season. But I don't think he's all to blame for that. No. The, the team, the Avalanche themselves, they were horrible. So I think he ends up getting traded. I think probably back to the Islanders. I think he's going to the Islanders. I agree. And I think Travis Hamannick is going the other way. He has to. He has to go the other way. I mean, he's. I think he's their best defenseman. But you got to give to get. And if the well, honors, and then if the honors want a solid centerman, you know, to have that one-two punch with John Tavares, like I said, you got to give to get. So if you want Duchesne, Travis Hamannick, he's going the other way to Colorado. Well, I think the Islanders have to trade either Hamannick or Dahan. I think one of them has to go. Who knows which one does go? But that it, that would be, you know, a Duchesne for Hamannick. Yeah, I can absolutely see that. So, who knows? But I do, th- I do think one thing's for sure: Matt Duchesne won't be in a Colorado Avalanche jersey to start the season. Now, how do you think that feels? That how do you think that does that help the Islanders or does it hurt the Islanders more? Yes, you're gaining a solid sentiment up front, but you're losing a great defenseman. You're arguably your best defenseman. Does that help or hurt the Islanders? I think they'll find someone in you know free agency. I, I, th- I believe I truly believe a Matthew Shane trade to the Islanders would help them out. Do you see maybe the Islanders going after Brendan Smith as an unrestricted free agent? He, they better not. He he's going to be a New York Ranger boy. Or even though maybe he has an expressed interest, Kevin Shattenkirk. If if they can. No, I, I, oh, I, cap. I see the Islanders going after Dmitry Kulikov, Buffalo Sabres, 26 years old. I think he would be a great fit. So I, I, how much money does he get? He just made 4.5 mil a year with a cap hit of 4.333. Who knows? So he's one of the guys that the Islanders can target. I don't know if my Islander fan friends will agree with me. But that's where I see them potentially going if they do trade Hamannick. Terrence Mackin will probably text me after he listens to this and he'll chew my ear off or something. Who knows? Where do you see the Islanders potentially going? In what sense? 
Defensively? So yeah, defensively, if they trade, if they trade Hamannik, they have to they have to get someone. So where where do they where do they move from there? I mean, I could see the Islanders going after anyone in free agency. Let's say um, a Michael Stone from Calgary. You know, he's twenty six. You know, the Rangers were looking at him. I, I always reference the Rangers. I'm not liking this. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna punt. Yeah, we gotta figure <laughs> something out. Every every time you reference the Rangers, they're just involved in everything. Um, yeah, anyone in free agency, I can see the Islanders going after. Maybe they make, like I said, maybe they make a push for a Kevin Shattenkirk, but I don't think he'll end up in with the Islanders. But anyone, or they can bring in young, you know, develop players. Um, I can't really. I'm not an Islander fan, so I can't really think of how many what prospects they have defensively. Um, but the Islanders, the Islanders up front are are a good young team. Agreed. But they need help with goaltending as well. And goaltending is also agreed. Something they need. Maybe what about a Ryan Miller? Can they go after a Ryan Miller? I can, but I don't think it helps them long term. At all. What about okay, short term it does. Eh. So why don't you fix a short term problem now? Get a goaltender, get back in the playoffs, see how far you can go. See where Ryan Miller can take you. I don't see it being far. Well, at least they're get back in. That's I think that's the goal for the Islanders next season. I think that's every team's goal. Yeah, well, it's always the goal is to get in. The goal is always to get in. Once you're in, anything can happen. You you're you're seeing that firsthand with the Nashville Predators. Nashville Predators just get in, and now they are tied in the Stanley Cup final, two two. But Tom, Thomas Thomas Greets is a he's a good goalie. Halak, I mean, I think Halak's best days are... Halak played well at the end of the season. No, he did. Once the Islanders called him up, he almost took the Islanders to playoffs. He didn't, but he almost did. And I'm, honestly, if the Islanders didn't send Halak down, I think they would have made it. And and the Islanders, you know, they, they I, I guess they need that stopgap. They do have a very good Russian prospect, goaltender, Sorokin. Him and um, the Rangers goaltender prospect uh Shistorkin, they pretty much have like a little ongoing battle with each other it's kind of a rivalry which is cool you know hopefully that'll come back and f- come full circle on the nhl ice you got sororkin versus Shistorkin. <laughs> try to say that 10 times fast but hopefully that happens in the near oh not the near future but you know in a few years who knows but uh we're gonna go on to the actually no yes we're gonna go on to the next topic And now it's time for me to put you on the hot seat. This wasn't an actual topic, but you put me on the hot seat. So now it is time for me to do the same to you. We are going to also go into free agents, and you are going to let us know where you think that they will be going, their their destinations for next season. So let's start off with Mike Fisher. If he wins the cup, he retires. If not, he signs another one-year deal with Nashville. I believe I said that, uh, right? I said that in episode one, that uh, if... He wins the cup that he will retire. He'll take Carrie off to Disney. Disney? Yeah, that's where they that's where everyone goes after they win a championship. Come on, bro, read a read a read a Disney book. <laughs> what? Anyway, <laughs> next. <laughs> the next one. We're gonna go on to Dennis Weidman. Arizona. Okay. How about Drew Stafford? 
Buffalo. Okay. What about TJ Oshie? Vegas. I agree with I that he's one. He's going to Vegas. I, I, do, I do agree with that one. Mr. Yaromir Yager. The legend himself stays in the sunshine state of Florida. Does Shane Doan retire? No. No? No. Does he stay with Arizona? Shane Doan. I think he's going to find a different team. At the age of 40? Who's at the age of on? 40, I think I'll find a different team. Hey, the Rangers were interested at the deadline. They were interested in Shane Doan. They're always interested in Shane Doan. So, I'm going to hold on that one. Can I hold on that? I guess. Can I just say an Eastern Conference team? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I said Western Conference team before. Yeah, I'm going to say an Eastern Conference team. Okay. Um, how about Michael Delzato? That's an interesting one. Does he stay in Philly? Yeah. <sighs> Depends. To me, once Kevin Shattenkirk falls for defenseman, I think it's just a free for all. When it co- after that, you know, uh, Winnipeg. Winnipeg, okay. Yeah, uh, not, yeah. All right. How about last but not least, Trevor Daly? Trevor Daly. To me, he seems so washed out. I feel like he's been in the league for so long. I remember really him in Dallas it. all the time. I'm gonna pick Pittsburgh. I think it's going to stay in Pittsburgh. One-year deal. One or two. Okay, cool. Uh, So I just, you know, he put me on the hot seat before. I decided to randomly put him on the hot seat this time. So let's go on to the next topic. All right, so all you non-Ranger fans, here's the forewarning. This next topic is about the injuries that just came out. So if you want to turn the podcast off, it's understood, but... We would love for you guys to listen and continue to listen. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about is Jesper Faust. They just announced that he will be out for the next five months following hip surgery. I think this plays huge into the expansion draft. And that was going to be my question to you. So do you think Vegas... I thought Vegas was going to take Jesper Faust. Now, and now I don't think that they will. So you think they pull out? Of Jesper... F- <laughs> they pull out of Jesper Faust. Giggity giggity, giggity goo. Stick around. Yeah, come on. Yeah, they do. Uh, they they will move on to Lindbergh, Hayes, maybe Ronta. So you're telling me Rabner. So you're telling me since Kevin Hayes is available, you don't think Vegas would choose Kevin Hayes over Jesper Faust? No. Why? I don't know, but I feel like they would rather Jesper Faust. So you think this is good news for the Rangers? Oh, absolutely. I've never cheered for an injury before, a random injury, and I'm very happy about it. Maybe Vegas still goes with them. I don't think they will. I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, how will it be out until November? November? Yeah. Season, you know, season starts in two, two weeks into October. So I can see Vegas so still he'll going miss after the fir- him. He'll, he'll miss probably the first month, maybe more, maybe less. Who knows? But it definitely it could potentially have an impact on Vegas's expansion draft plans, and that's I think the key thing out of this injury. Right. He's a great player. You know, he's an all-around player. So that's why. Yeah, but now you got to think he's coming off a hip injury. Do we really want to risk it? Risk an expansion pick where we could have Kevin Hayes, Oscar Lindbergh, Michael Grabner. So I don't know if they. I don't think that they can risk it. You need a player that's going to play 
right from the get-go. And I don't think that they're... I don't think that's necessarily true. In the expansion draft? They're looking to build a team. Right. Don't forget you just got two players over from Russia. Okay. So, Yesra Foss is 25 years old. He's still a young guy. And if I was... If uh, I if was hard, the if Vegas... If, if Go ahead. If I was Vegas, out of all the Rangers in play... To me, personally, I take Ante Ranta. But... To back up Marc-Andre Fleury? Yeah, absolutely. Just think about that. Your, your goaltending is already solidified. So think about the team you can I make actually, already. I mentioned Ante Ranta and possibly Vegas. In my article on BlueLineStation.com, go check it out. That was a little plug-in, BlueLineStation.com. Sorry. So what I was going to say is if the Golden Knights... Hearts are set on Jesper Faust, then they're still going to take Jesper Faust. But if they were a little, you know, do we go Hayes? Do we go Grabner? Do we go Lindbergh? Do we go Faust? Then I think their choice has just been made for them that it's not Jesper Faust and they're going to go somewhere else. They're going to go elsewhere. Now, let me ask you another question. Sure. Say you're Jeff Gordon. Okay. And you know you have a chance of losing Antirons in the expansion draft. Correct. Do you try and trade him prior to that? Maybe. The only reason why I say maybe is because I really don't think he would be... I think the best option for the Rangers to lose is Ante Ranta. I think he's the best... Because the Rangers can find... you know They can find another backup. They've done it. Benoit Allaire is a tremendous goaltender's coach, and I think he can work with anyone. So... Finding another backup goaltender will be a lot easier than finding another Kevin Hayes, Jesper Faust, Oscar Lindbergh, Michael Grabner for that matter. So I'm hoping I'm 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 hoping that Vegas takes Ante Ranta. So I don't think they necessarily have to trade him because I think they actually want to keep him around in hopes that Vegas will pick him up at the expansion draft. To me, regardless of who goes, either Oscar Lindbergh or Auntie Ranta, the one who does not go, who does not go to Vegas, will get traded. I agree with that. I, the Rangers are going to make every single team in the NHL is going to make some sort of move this offseason. I th- I think honestly, I think both of them are gone. No, I don't think both of them are going to be in. Uh, I'll take that back. I'll take that back. I think Vegas, If again, if I was them, I would take Ranta. But my gut's telling me Vegas will take, um, I want to say Kevin Hayes. I really do. But then who do you I can replace see them him take, with? I can see them who do you replace him with? Joe have, Thornton? You're going to replace him with a 30, what is he, 36, 37? You'll have to find someone to replace him. I don't know how much Joe Thornton's going to get. On now, the open market. Now, do you think that's an upgrade? No. Long run, no. Not at all. Uh, now. Short term, maybe. But long term, definitely not. 100% not. Who knows? Uh, and then, so, Rick Nash, they came out that he's that he was dealing with some sort of injury. Dealing with the knee problem during the During Montreal the playoffs, series. correct? Yep. So, if you want to elaborate a little more on that. Yeah, Rick Nash suffered a knee injury during. Played through it. Yeah. I think a lot of 
during people the Montreal were series. A little pissed off that you know Rick Nash actually performed and he showed heart because apparently a lot of Rangers Twitter doesn't think he shows that. And he's not that that goal scorer that he he once was. You know, to any of those people, uh, jump off a cliff. It's just bullshit because yes, he's not that thirty goal scorer, forty goal scorer that the Rangers expected from a seven seven million dollar. I'm sorry, seven seven point eight million dollar player. But if there was one player on that team that showed grit, heart, leadership. It had to be Rick Nash. He drove to the net. He played defensively. He's good in all three zones. I don't oh, care. He was tremendous. I don't care what he, any he of those people tremendous. say. If you lose a player like that, your team just got worse, ten times worse. Now, to me. with what Rick Nash said in his departing, you know, his departing interview, he 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 doesn't know what's going to happen this offseason. He may be traded, and Who neither knows? does any of the Rangers. Neither does any of the Rangers. The only player, two players that are protected from anything. Henrik Lundqvist. And Ryan McDonough. That's it. I agree. That's it. Anyone else is in play. Derek Stepan is in play. And if there was one team I'd picture him going to. I also think another player would be Mika Zibanejad. He'll sign long term with the Rangers. Right. He'll be a Ranger for. Probably a six year deal, seven year deal. Quite some time, yeah. Absolutely. He he deserves it. Um, But. If there was one team, Derek Stepan, Derek Stepan to me, it's Carolina. And in exchange, if the Rangers could get a Justin Falk, who's great on the power play, who scores power play goals, that's a great addition. Yes, you lose your arguably your best centerman, but if you go out in the open market and get a, a Joe Thornton for the short term right now, I think that makes you a contender for the cup. I think. With McDonough and Falk back there, you sign Kevin Shattenkirk. You, if you want, you can bring back Brendan Smith. Hopefully. If you hopefully. can. If you can. But, you know, the Rangers, for that, are doing well. But their starting goaltender, their number one goaltender, arguably in Rangers history, still without that ring to prove he's Mike better Richter. than Mike Richter. Henrik Lundqvist, who's suffered also a knee injury, right? Yes, it was a knee injury. Um... I want to believe that it happened when William Nylander bulldozed him. So, hey, Toronto fans, you hurt Henrik's knee, so now you have to give us William Nylander for free. Sorry, that's just how it works. Sorry, Gordo. So that's just how it works. So um, we expect to see William Nylander at training camp uh, this this offseason. So thanks for that one. But in all honesty, I don't know when the knee injury actually happened, but if he played through that last game, through that knee injury, I mean – Solid performance. So, extremely solid, solid performance. performance. And the picture with him with the his knee wrapped up and the trophy right next to him. Just wished it was a Stanley Cup. They say that he'll be fine. You know, he'll 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 it's only a sprained sprained knee, I believe they said. Six to eight weeks. So six to eight weeks he'll be back for training camp and whatnot. So I'm not too I'm not all too worried about it. But Toronto, if you really want to give us William Nylander for hurting Henrik Lundqvist, I won't complain. And he's more than welcome to come to New York. But yes, uh, his dad did. Yeah, hey, Michael. Michael was a great player for the Rangers. Yes, he was. But uh, that's that's really all we have for episode number three. It's going to start picking up, like we said, once the Stanley Cup Finals are over. We have game five on Thursday. Can't wait to watch that. 
We'll see who wins our first bet. Let's go Pens. We'll 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 tally that up. Let's go Preds. Go Preds. Go. And yeah, so that's it. I'm Justin. This is Pedro, and we will see you next week. Peace out, people. Later. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Drop the Puck Podcast with your hosts, Justin Starr and Pedro Rodriguez on Facebook and Twitter at Drop the Puck Pod. We'll catch you next time, NHL fans, on the Drop the Puck Podcast.